This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms for women entrepreneurs to be seen and heard. This platform is for women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. These are the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they want to build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome to Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast and Shine On You Crazy Daisy volume two book. And I am thrilled, excited and terribly worried. No, <laughs> about introducing <laughs> you should be <laughs> the phenomenon, the powerhouse that is Carly Nemo from Carlosophies. Carly, I am so excited to speak to you today. Please tell us about your business. Okay, so primarily I'm a voiceover artist. All things with me are about voice and expression. So I'm a voiceover artist. I've run an agency for 20 years. Uh, I'm a podcast producer, teacher, guide, mentor, strategist. I'm really into human design. And, uh, yeah, and I just do whatever is called from me, really. So all kinds of stuff, but primarily around voice and expression. You just reminded me that when I did a podcast with you probably five years ago, your voice turns into velvet. Velvet <laughs> <are> talking. <laughs> Love it. Um, Thanks. You talk about in your chapter this leather jacket. Mm. Why was it so important for you to have this leather jacket? I, at the time, I actually was in a really depressed place. So I was running my own business it was the first, you know, I'd probably been in business for maybe two or three years at that stage. And there's that, there's that period when you start first start working for yourself where just the isolation really gets to you, particularly if you're working not, you know, online, which I was. Um, and so I just became really lonely, isolated and a bit depressed, actually very depressed. Mm. And, uh, and so during this time, I was living in an area where I knew no one and I felt like, I felt like I wasn't enough, really. Like I wasn't cool enough. I wasn't everything enough. And so I bought a lot of designer stuff at the time to fill holes that weren't being met within me otherwise. Uh, and this leather jacket, it wasn't that, like it was an impulse buy really. Um, and it wasn't important or significant specifically because I'd made a lot of big purchases like that but it was more that you know it was frivolous and I could afford it and I wanted people to see me in a certain light that I didn't feel inside wow so I guess that's why it was kind of important yeah crikey that's really deep I'm just taking that (laughs) it's it's a status thing isn't it that you yeah totally you buy these things thinking it's going to be the thing that's going to fix how you feel about yourself mm. and how you are able to put yourself out to people. And actually it's just another hole that you think you're filling and uh, yeah. it doesn't work. Right. And I knew it the second I put the jacket on and I was like, oh, whoa, okay. You know, like I thought something would change, that I would see myself differently, um, but I didn't, which was a little disappointing for an $800 <laughs> jacket. <laughs> about buying and investing in things from a place of fear but Mm. why doesn't that work for you and how have you seen it not work for others so I think it depends on the kind of fear that we're buying from 
So, and, and everyone's different, right? So what I'm talking about here isn't like one box fits all, but what I find, like, you know, I've run a podcasting school for the last six or seven years and I've had a few hundred people go through that. And I find that anytime someone invests from this inadequacy mm-hmm. within themselves, the same way I did with a leather jacket, uh, you know, like nothing, none of that external stuff is going to fix us. So when we make a decision based on an inadequacy, uh, I just feel like we never really move forward from that because, and we see that happen all the time, right? That's why sales pages have so much FOMO built into them because it works. It makes people buy, but then it's very often that when we've made that decision, we then, you know, those are the courses we never really open. We never really um, you know, we're not, we're not fully invested in. Mm-hmm. I find that when personally I make a decision out of a, um, you know, like a, not a desire, but like a, a whole, yeah, like this is actually what I want and it's not driven from an inadequacy but a desire to learn or expand, yeah. not based in I'm not enough as I am right now but instead based in like this would be fun for me to do, this would be something I'm really interested and curious about, um, then then I'm more committed and I see those things through. Uh, and I find that's that's the case for a lot of people that I see and I work with. It's such an important conversation. I know that we've spoken about this before, but it, there's that feeling of the sales pages and the old way, mm. hopefully, that they were written with the, with the pain points and benefits, which still it has to happen to an extent. But that mm. FOMO feeling of, of fear of missing out and and you're not mm. unless you do this is an awful way of exactly what you're saying. People coming from a place of where they may feel like they're they're not achieving something and that this will fix that problem rather than I really want to do this because this is going to help my business growth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Crikey. Big conversations. I love it. <laughs> um, how have you found respect for yourself and with the relationship with money and investing since those times where you were in in depression, really? Yeah. So my journey with money has been an interesting one. <laughs> um, and I think things really took a turn for me. Um, a few years after the leather jacket experience, I invested about $100,000 into a co-working space in Byron Bay and it failed. And um, And it was that experience of like, chronic stress like chronically not you know it had always had this like uh you know steal from Peter to give to Paul kind of you know money would come in and then it would just disappear and then I'd be in like this feast and famine kind of cycle and after the co-working space and just the chronic stress of living you know yeah, never knowing how I was going to pay rent that week or how I was going to pay the tax office or all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just really, when I closed it and I closed the chapter on the stress of that, I really decided, look, it's time to get my, you know, stuff together. <laughs> and uh, and so I did. I ended up um, going from a sole trader who had never paid herself a wage, never paid myself super, you know, just like the company's money was my money into having more structure around my business, making sure that I paid myself a wage first, Mm. me first, tax office second, anyone else after that. Um, And so that really broke that feast and famine cycle that a lot of business owners move through. You know, and it's and I've been paying myself super now for nearly 10 years. 
Uh, most small business owners don't pay themselves superannuation, you know. So, take, I don't know, like just ch- shifting my relationship with it where it was a bit haphazard and a bit like on the fly to having some structure so that I didn't lie awake, you know, stressing about when the next tax bill was going to come. I prepay my tax now. Yeah. You know, I just put a lot of systems in that because like like I believe that I'm worth more than staying up in the middle of the night stressing about where the money's going to come from. Um, so, I, yeah, so I've just gotten really strict around creating structure around that. And yourself in that as well. Right, right, yeah, because, like, I don't, nobody wants to, like, I, so many people who are self-employed, that is, our, that is our reality, right? Like, we're lying in bed often stressed about, yeah, where we're going to pay ourselves, where the next client's coming from. Um, and, yeah, and there is that whole money comes in, quick spend it kind of thing. Uh, and I, I just don't do that these days. I'm much more, um, yeah, just smart, I guess, with my money or intentional, yeah. intentional. Yeah. It's that feeling as well of, of, um, of adulting. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like a weird thing to say when we're having business discussions, but there is that fine line between, oh, yeah, no, I'm running a business and and I'm loving everything that I'm doing. But there's this adulting side that has to, you mm. have to put your business yeah. head on and make yeah. sure you're doing those things to be able to, to protect your sustainability in your business as much as anything else. So, no, I think that's a great yeah. situation. Yeah, and, you know, I don't think we can be our best self and, um, you know, and show up you know, I'm all about fun in business. I'm all about like, I'm all about actually doing things on the fly. Uh, But in order for that to happen, there has to be some kind of structure supporting us. There has to be the foundations there. Uh, And then when we get the foundations right, then we can show up without all of that stress and pressure and desperation that really comes when, when, yeah, we don't know where our next client or our next paycheck's coming from. Yeah. And there's going to be people watching this, listening to this, that won't have heard of you before. And I am telling anybody to go and watch your Instagram account when you're <laughs> dancing. With the, <laughs> I just, it cracks me up. But also it's just like, that is the joy of, of how you come across. And when you're talking like this, it's so, it's your business head that's on, but then uh, your Instagram yeah. videos are so informative to me of okay stop everything go and have a dance um yeah yeah wings and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and have some fun and I appreciate that Carly thank you <laughs> what is the one lesson that you've learned that you would want every entrepreneur to know oh so I think I think part of it is like permission to like make it up as you go along mm-hmm. you know like none of us really know what we're doing um, it's through, it's, you know, I've been in business for myself pretty much all of my life in one way or another, but primarily, or the only thing for the last 17 years. And I'm only still here because I give myself permission to make mistakes. I give myself permission to fail mm-hmm. and monumentally stuff things up. Um, because that's how we learn. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are, are really, risk averse and, um, you know, trying not to make mistakes and trying to look, you know, present themselves in a certain light that they think is palatable and, you know, will get them likes or whatever. Uh, And then you just end up kind of like miserable, frustrated and bitter. Um, 
you know, so I guess like if anything, just like let go of the need for things to be perfect and just know that the only way we progress is through and the only way we learn really is through the mistakes that we make. Yeah. So embrace the experimentation. Write that one down. Express. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, what's your favourite business book? So I, I've read a lot of business books and I, I find them quite boring, to be honest. Um, you know, for me, one thing that I, I feel is lacking in the business space is a real relationship with creativity. Mm-hmm. And so my favourite book of all time is a book called Creating by Robert Fritz. And it breaks down, like it's one of those books where you read a page like the whole book is like 30 books in one. It's just so, there's so many concepts and so much information and so much, um, yeah, like, you know, about creativity. And I think um, for me, creativity is life, you know, and and we need to embrace it more in our businesses. Um, But where, you know, like, I guess generally society isn't that embracing of experimentation or creativity really. We're, We're taught more to, um, I don't know. Yeah. Not take risks. Um, so yeah, so this book is just like a real one of, yeah, it's just one of those books that every page is like, <laughs> you know, the dominoes are like crashing down yeah. of like all the stories that we've had about creativity. And, um, yeah. And I think like, yeah, the more free we can express ourselves or the more freely we can express ourselves, the more yeah. successful our businesses can be. So it's a that. two thumbs up from me. <laughs> That's brilliant. Carly, it is a pleasure as always to speak to you and to, to hear this part of your story, which I hadn't heard before. So thank you so much for being a part of Shiny Crazy Daisy Volume 2. And I look forward to getting your story out to people. Thanks, Carly. My pleasure. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. And if you're ready for more motivation, please go to my website and buy the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world. But wait, there's more. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership for knowledge, accountability, networking, co-working and support. We will give you the knowledge that you need in a workshop, and the support and encouragement to implement for the growth of your business. More details are available on my website, thedaisychaingroup.com.